0: The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now, your host, Bart Walker.
1: Well, good morning to you. Welcome into the Action Line from WGNS As we had mentioned earlier, spring officially arrives Monday, and I don't think that that means necessarily that that's swimsuit time, but it's not too far away, and so our topic today deals with making you look the best that you can, making you feel the best that you can. Dr. Stephen Rich is with us this morning from Ascension St. Thomas Rutherford Hospital's bariatric team. Good morning to you.
2: Thank, thank you for having me.
1: Great to have you with us today. Uh, I would imagine there are seasons throughout the year that people are just motivated to try to lose weight. Maybe they're uh, just thinking, you know, springtime, and that means we'll be going to the beach shortly after that. I need to lose 100 pounds in three days. <laughs> people always think that don't they
2: just there, there are periods off. of time where uh, you know people get a little bit more motivated usually it's after the first of the year just like any uh, the new year's resolutions um and so we sort of see an uptick in interest at that time but uh i think the the take-home message is this is a, a lifetime thing it's not just uh you know, I'll get motivated for a couple of months, uh, get a gym membership, and then let things fade off. And then the next year has the same New Year's resolution. So,
1: now with the uh, St. Thomas uh, Rutherford Hospital over at Ascension, uh, is there are are there a lot of choices of way to get ways to get fit? Uh, is it all bariatric, or if somebody wants to try a more natural approach, uh, but needs some, some guidance? Uh, in in choosing the right food and everything uh, do you help them with that
2: as far as the bariatric center we're really centered on uh, surgery surgical weight loss surgical weight loss really is always a last resort and uh, we do not we have a comprehensive surgical bariatric center but we do not have a medical weight loss center
1: okay We have a text here already from a listener, uh, and they're asking, uh, they said they've had a weight problem all of their life. Some of their close friends don't seem to have a problem. They can eat anything they want, and they don't gain weight, but they look at food and seem to gain weight. Uh, Is it the amount that I'm eating? What seems to be the problem? Uh, I hate to have a surgery to do it, but I, I think it's affecting my life and I am currently 47 years of age.
2: Our bodies are very complex machines and I think one of the misnomers is people that have higher BMIs or body mass indexes or or are overweight or obese, that they have a personality problem. They eat too much or they're lazy and they just don't exercise enough. But the truth of the matter is Everybody's body's a little bit different. Our metabolisms are different. Our hormonal changes are different, and so people routinely come into my office with that with that same sentiment. I've tried to do all I can. I've dieted, I've had some limited success, but it seems like, despite doing all the things that I need to be doing, I am just not successful in losing weight.
1: So that means the last resort. If you want, if you're serious about being
0: healthy,
2: that's correct. I mean, I think one of the one of the things that people, uh, you know, people look at surgery and they say, "Well, I must be weak if I have to have a surgery to uh, correct uh, this problem or or to lose weight." But that really is, I think, uh, a demonstration of strength. Realizing that I keep going on different diets might have some limited success but ultimately gain the weight back and i think it's a strength to be able to recognize that you need something else that uh, will help you get to where you need to be from a weight loss standpoint and i think one of the things that sometimes people don't understand is these surgeries that we do are for weight loss which helps Folks become healthier, but it also helps treat medical diseases. The surgeries themselves have a positive effect on diabetes and high blood pressure.
1: So by losing weight, you can reduce your risk or you can reduce the impact of that disease.
2: That, that's correct. And the surgery itself helps with that. There's immediate changes in our body as a result of having the surgery. You add weight loss on top of that, then it, uh, it continues to improve those medical problems.
1: Now, yesterday, uh, a group called Wallet Hub put out a, a study that shows the most obese cities, the 20 most obese cities in the United States. 20 most. That's a list we don't want to be on. Four of those cities were in Tennessee. Four of the 20 in the whole United States. I mean, there are a lot of cities in the United States. Those four, Nashville, Memphis, Chattanooga, Knoxville, and
2: uh, we get picked on here in the south we,
1: why and most of the cities were in the south number one was in texas i think it was plano i don't recall but it was it was in texas um and then um, just is it our eating what what do we do
2: well i think that has something to do with it i think you know a lot of times people in the north uh don't know what good food is and that's always a temptation
1: i like that that approach (laughs) you know
2: that's that's as good as big bones i've eaten i've eaten green beans in the north and they're not nearly as tasty (laughs) as green beans with ham hock and you know bacon grease in the south so i think that has something to do with it but i think when they come out with these lists they're sort of splitting hairs and uh if you look across the country there's about, on average, about 38% of the people are, fall into the obese range. And you're getting over half of the people uh, are in the overweight range. So I, I think that uh, the South is an easy target. Being from the South, I can understand that. Uh, they have to find something to point at us down here in the South. <laughs> They're but, jealous. <laughs> that's right. But, uh, and a lot of people are moving down the South. But it is a global problem, and it is uh, is an epidemic. And I think it's one of those things, if we really recognize it and treat it as an epidemic and treat the epidemic, then we can cure a lot of diseases or at least improve those diseases, high blood pressure, diabetes, sleep apnea, hyperlipidemia, all these things that can be improved.
1: We have a text here from another listener who says, I went through bariatric surgery. Uh, and it was doing great. I lost my weight. I was proud of myself. Maybe I wasn't watching what I was doing, but I gained my weight back. I think a lot of people don't realize you can do that. So this person, uh, what, what did they need to do now? What, what happened?
2: Well, I mean, there is uh, that individual needs to get back on track. Everyone, the initial thing that I tell them about bariatric surgery is we have to treat bariatric surgery as a tool. If we don't treat it as a tool, we're not gonna get the outcomes that we want because it is a very effective tool, but it takes more than the surgery itself in order to have long-term success. We, as a comprehensive bariatric center, we have long-term follow-up, and we we believe that the follow-up itself is just as important as the surgery. The support groups that we offer are as important as the surgery. You know, taking the information that the dietitian gives us is just as important as the surgery. So it is a comprehensive approach, but people can find themselves in a position where they lose the weight after surgery and then start slipping and get back into some of those old habits. And I think that's where sort of a community approach and being able to reach out and get the resources, from our center to be able to continue on the track that they need to long term.
1: Another question from a listener. This one's asking about insurance. Do most insurance policies cover bariatric surgery?
2: There are a lot of insurances that do. The uh, and probably the majority of them. And a lot of it depends on you know if you're if you have insurance through the employer, what the employer has chosen as far as. Uh, as far as bariatric coverage the problem is the insurance companies classify weight loss surgery as cosmetic which uh, there's nothing further from the truth I'm not a plastic surgeon I try to help folks get positioned so that they can lose the weight and become healthier but uh, because they classify it as cosmetic then every policy does not have to cover that but uh you know, that is one thing that we have really been trying as uh, the uh, American Society of uh, Metabolic and Bariatric Surgery has really been pushing for the insurance companies to recognize it um, as a treatment for medical problems. So I guess the, the long answer uh, is the all insurances do not, most do though.
1: Another question here, this person is asking about Does everyone qualify for
2: bariatric
1: surgery, or do you have to have a need to lose so much of your weight before you qualify?
2: As far as who qualifies for a bariatric surgery is really dependent upon your body mass index, and that that looks at your height compared to your weight. And uh, currently, the standards that the insurance companies use is if you have a body mass index greater than 40, then you qualify. If you have a body mass index between 35 and 39.9, you qualify if you have a uh, obesity related illness, like high blood pressure, diabetes, sleep apnea, and that sort of thing. So uh, it depends on your BMI uh, as to whether you qualify for bariatric surgery.
1: How long does it take for a person to lose weight? Uh, Is it dependent on how much weight they have to lose, or do you just go through an operation and an hour later you're you're slim?
2: Of course, it uh, it is a process, and we have to look at it as a process, and it's a long-term process. It's a for rest for the rest of your life type process. But uh, initially, people will have fairly significant weight loss. Now, typically, when we see folks back two weeks after the surgery for their first first post-operative check there's between 15 and 30 pounds uh, individuals have lost now you're going to lose more sort of on the front end now for both of the surgeries uh, the sleeve gastrectomy and the gastric bypass typically the average weight loss is about 100 pounds in a year and so you're you're looking at you know 10 pounds a month eight to 10 pounds a month
1: so it's not just cut off
2: that's exactly right this is, These surgeries position that individual's body to be able to let go of that weight.
1: Now, do you have programs, uh, exercise programs and everything to help them firm up? I, I guess there's still flab, is there?
2: There is. And everyone is a little bit different as far as that goes. Everyone's skin is uh, has a little bit different quality to it. Some people have skin that's very elastic and it will, you know, sort of regain the shape that, that it was uh, prior to the weight gain. But uh, some people do have significant extra skin after surgery. I think that's... Uh, sometimes bring some anxiety to folks even thinking before they've lost a pound thinking about having excess skin well um, i like excess skin because that means that people have been successful there's something that we can do about the excess skin the plastic surgery uh, folks can can you know you can get rid of that that excess skin Uh, but everyone uh everyone's body's a little bit different everybody's skin has a little bit different elastic properties
1: what about uh, ongoing uh, exercise? And you said you you have to change your lifestyle. Uh, is this one of the things that's really important uh, after the surgery?
2: It is. I mean, as far as uh, you know, maintaining the proper diet, getting in the the proper amount of protein per day, the amount of water per day, the the amount of carbs per day, all that's very important. But we encourage people to really from the first appointment to engage in some kind of physical exercise and sort of increase that over time some people uh, are in a position where they can't uh you know they, they can't walk a mile well you don't have to walk a mile you know today you can uh walk 100 yards and then tomorrow maybe walk 105 yards and you have to start somewhere and uh, you know just keeping uh engaged and, uh, you know, over time, that will, that will improve. We have to see past today. We have to be able to uh, look at where we want to be in the future and slowly just chip away at that.
1: We're talking today about the importance of losing weight. We have with us as our guest from the Bariatric Surgery Department at Ascension St. Thomas Rutherford Hospital, Dr. Stephen Rich. And if you'd like to join us in conversation, talk or text. And you are in control of that, by the way, with your telephone. Uh, If you call us on a regular phone, you can talk. If you call us on your cell phone and decide to text. Just do what you normally do, and the number, same one for both of them. You're in control, 615-893-1450. We're going to pause for just a moment, check on the traffic and weather, see how that's going, and then we will be right back. That number again, 615-893-1450.
0: You may think money problems are just impossible to fix. Get sound advice with Dave Ramsey, one to four weekdays, followed by certified financial planner Jason Qualls at four.
2: This is Peter Demas inviting you to enjoy a meal with our family at Demas' Restaurant. With cold and flu season here, Nothing helps my family more than having the Demas' Baked Chicken and Rice Soup. It was a soup that was created by my grandmother. And we not only sell it by the cup, but we also sell it by the quart, by the half gallon, and by the gallon. So stop by anytime today and bring soup to your family that may be sick
0: or a friend that's in sick. Or just to enjoy it just because it tastes so good. Demas's Restaurant. Hi, this is Dan Mitchell from Music World and Drummer's Den. We offer a good assortment of everything. We have new guitars, Gill, Seagull, Godin, lots of brands, vintage guitars. We have everything you need, keyboards, drums, every instrument you can think of. We would welcome you to come in and look around, see what you can find that you have to have. Music World and Drummer's Den is located at 2762 South Church Street, right across from Indian Hills Golf Course.
2: Here's Tom Sweat with AmeriCare Services Incorporated.
1: AmeriCare's moisture control services include mold testing, mold remediation, crawl space repair, vapor barrier, sump pump installation, radon testing, radon mitigation, and basement waterproofing. If there's something wrong in your crawl space or basement, we can probably help. Just ask for a free inspection. 893-7111. Eight nine three seventy
2: one eleven. AmeriCare Services Incorporated.
1: WGNS welcomes all of you to the TWSWA Blue Cross State Basketball Championships. Local author Sonya McCullough Lockridge will sign her new book on Sunday afternoon, march twenty sixth at the Lineball Public Library. The book is To Love A White Man The Reality of Roots Again that book signing is Sunday afternoon, march twenty sixth at the Lineball Public Library. The stage production of Clue continues weekends now through March 26th at the Center for the Arts in Uptown Murfreesboro. I saw it last weekend and highly recommend it. Dr. Lawrence Harvin is back conducting the Tennessee Philharmonic. One time only, though. Don't miss it. Thursday night, April 20th at Bel Air Baptist Church. And there will also be a violin solo with Stefan Petrescu. Don't throw away old glory. Bring your American flag to WGNS. And let the girls from BSA Troop 2019 at Trinity United Methodist Church retire it with dignity. Those are WGNS Good Neighbor Events.
2: Good morning. It's actually pretty decent right now on I-40 as you come past the airport over here at Donaldson Pike. Now, there is quite a bit of traffic vibe still coming in from Wilson County uh, through the Mount Julian area. Still looks good, actually. 24 in the Rutherford County and through Coffee County. Lots of radar up and down. 24 in Coffee County this morning. Snapdragon Hemp, serving up lab-tested top-shelf hemp products, edibles, flowers, concentrates. Order online today. Snapdragon420.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic.
1: We'll see a blend of clouds and sunshine developing for
0: this afternoon with highs into the upper 40s, dropping well below that freezing mark for tonight, clear low of 20. I'm meteorologist Michael Carroll, News Radio WGNS. Currently 33.
2: This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Did you know we specialize in commercial and fleet business? We're equipped to handle all of your company's automotive needs. Download our Tire World app today for free oil changes and electronic coupons. Come by today for all of your automotive needs. Online at TireWorld.us.
0: The GNS in our call stands for Good Neighbor Station. That's been our objective since 1947. Now more than ever, count on WGNS.
1: Welcome back, our phone number, 615-893-1450. We're talking about a new you for a fun time, spring and summer too, yeah. Looking better, lose weight, that's what we're focusing on this morning. And visiting with us this morning to help you do that is Dr. Uh, Stephen Rich from Ascension St. Thomas's bariatrics team. And uh, as you look at uh, some of these people who become your patients and your friends over the years, do they have anything in common as far as divulging to you what made them get overweight? Uh, Do they all have the same answer? I just ate too much or I've always been fat or what?
2: Everyone is a little different. Uh, There are some uh, folks that will say, I didn't have a weight problem until you know, my, after my third child, and I had a hard time getting rid of that weight. Uh, everyone really has a, a different, they come from a different place, a lot of times people say everyone in my family has uh, been overweight. There's multiple things that go into an individual being a weight, overweight or obese. You know, it's uh, multifactorial. It's uh, the genetics plays a role. Behavior plays a role. Sometimes people say that food is my go-to. It's comfort, you know, especially down here in the South. You know, we talk about comfort food. But sometimes people, when they're anxious or they're sad, or, you know, food is, a, food is an outlet for them. So there are multiple things that go into causing obesity. And I think that is one of the reasons why it is so difficult to treat because if you have a disease that, and it is a disease, and if you have a disease that has one, uh, one main cause, you can take care of that cause and then you have defeated the disease. But obesity is a very complex disease caused by multiple things.
1: Here's a, an interesting question. This person says, I have lupus and terrible bouts with diverticulitis. Is my diet really a concern? Should I not eat seeds, nuts, fruits? Because that's what's healthy.
2: Well, as far as the... We are products of what we put in our mouth. Uh, I'm, I'm more of a believer than that than ever before. Uh, when I was younger, you know, of course, when you're younger, you, you don't want to believe certain things because you want to validate the behavior that you're participating in. But uh, we are products of what we, what we put in our mouths. As far as the diverticulitis... Uh, you know, that's a, that's a colonic disease, a problem with outpouchings in the colon. Uh, There really has been no scientific evidence that eating nuts or seeds uh, have caused, uh, caused diverticulitis or an inflammation of the colon. But I've had patients, many patients that say I was doing fine until I slipped up and ate some, some uh, nuts or ate some, you know, sunflower seeds and, and they had a bout of diverticulitis. So, you know, I guess ultimately the message is we are products of what we put in our mouth and we have to be careful what we put in our mouth because even with the lupus, there are certain foods that we put in our mouth that are cause inflammation in our body and, uh, and I'm a firm believer in that and that can exacerbate you know uh, problems like lupus.
1: Now, if you're from the South, you're going to have some fried food, how much can you have Without having it become a problem. I mean, we always know that uh, don't do things uh, in excess. But what is excess?
2: Well, I that, that's a difficult question to answer. Uh, I, I'm a I'm a firm believer that most things that we do in our lives, if we do them in moderation, then then it's okay. And I think that that's the way our bodies were designed. Uh, but we live in a land of excess food is readily available places in the world that when they get up in the morning and their objective is to find something to eat. Uh, and that is their sole objective. They don't have obesity problems. And so I think food is, uh, so accessible in our country. In most settings, there are, there are, there are, you know, socioeconomic groups have difficulty with finding food, but, uh, I think moderation is the key, and we have to look at what we're putting in our bodies.
1: Here, This is an interesting question. This person says, I keep hearing on your station about the guy who is on the McDonald's diet, probably the most ridiculous diet I've ever heard, but he's eating every day, every meal at McDonald's, and he simply cuts the meal in half, and it's working. He's been losing about 10 pounds a week. But is that going to catch up with them at the end?
2: Well, not only do you have to look at the quantity of what we're eating, we have to look at the quality of what we're eating. Um, you know, I'm 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 not one to bash fast food, but I tell you that I think that is one of our problems. We in our society, we we don't most families don't sit. You know, their mother doesn't prepare the meal for the for the evening, and you sit down as a family and that sort of thing and I tell you, uh, when, I was, when I was growing up, there weren't many places to eat out. And so there were one or two here and there and it was a special occasion. But now we uh, find ourselves in a position where we don't even have to think about what we're gonna have for dinner because it will say, well, we don't have to plan that. There's, a, there's about five drive-through fast food places within a one mile of here. And so we can just go through and uh, pick something up. So it's very convenient uh, you know, fairly well-priced, but typically the choices aren't good, healthy choices. And so it, it does take a little bit of planning. So going back to the question is, I, you know, I, I think we do have to look at the quality of the food that we're eating every once in a while. I don't think, you know, eating fast food is not going to kill you, but, um, I certainly wouldn't recommend, uh, a, a McDonald's diet for every meal. So.
1: And here's a question from another listener. This one is asking, you've probably already covered this, but I didn't hear it. What should we be eating? What is the best thing for us to have?
2: Well, you know, we, we need to look at the amount of fats in our food. We need to look at the amount of protein. Uh, you know, most of our patients are on higher protein, which is uh, very satisfying. And uh, if it's satisfying, then our our appetite is suppressed somewhat. Uh, we have to look at the amount of carbs that we're taking in. The carbohydrates, um, you know we, we have high fructose corn syrup that is in most uh, processed foods and that sort of thing. And, and that really is our enemy to an extent. But our body needs carbohydrates. that's the way we were designed. Sometimes people will come in at, and they'll be uh, two, six, you know, maybe even a year out from surgery, and uh, they meet with our dietitian just to review what their their diet has been and uh, to make sure that there aren't things that they can improve on and people aren't getting in enough carbohydrates well our body needs carbohydrates and if the and when the dietitian says you're not getting in enough car- carbohydrates then that's almost heresy because everybody knows that carbs are evil but car- all carbs aren't evil and looking at the types of carbs all carbs are not created equal in the amount that you're taking in a day and the protein that you're taking in and the amount of fats that you're taking in.
1: How much preparation time is there before surgery? I mean, what do you go through? What If a listener right now called your office, set up an appointment for an evaluation, came over, talked with you, and everybody was in agreement, this looks like a logical approach, how long from then would the operation begin?
2: It, it's typically a two or three month process. In the past, it was much longer than that because insurance companies required a six month monitored medical weight loss by their primary care physician. Most insurances have, have uh, taken that requirement away. But the, the entry point to our program is through the bariatric center. We used to do live seminars, COVID sort of uh, affected us on that. We have an online seminar that everyone watches that gives a good overview of what our program is all about. So that is the starting point by going to the Ascension St. Thomas Rutherford website and uh, getting on the, the bariatric site and looking at the online seminar that gives an, a, an overview. Um, then people come to see us in the office to, to meet with with me or, or my partner and uh, go over the, the surgery and, and sort of the process, what the surgery is all about. Most of the time people have an idea, by the time that they come to see the surgeon, they have an idea of what it's all about because they've known people that have had the, had the surgery. They, they then meet with a dietitian to go over what they need to be doing from a preparation standpoint in their diet and then an ongoing standpoint with their, with their diet everyone also has to have a psychological evaluation Um, that is not to see if you know I think we're all a little bit crazy sometimes people get a little bit uh, a little bit anxious as I don't know what they're going to find out about me but that's really to evaluate to make sure that people understand what is going to be needed to be successful long term and uh, sort of Sometimes they'll find that there are, are certain eating disorders that people have that need to be addressed that a surgery will not cure that need to be addressed before we go to surgery.
1: When you say eating disorders, what what do you mean
2: by that? Like binge eating, uh, you know I guess bulimia or that, that sort of thing and binge
1: so, eating you just you go into the into the cupboard and you just start and don't stop. Is that what you're talking? that's right
2: you know, and and uh, I've never heard that. Just uh, you know, eating way too much than is than I've is heard the other end,
1: but I've never heard yep. just binge eating. Is that pretty normal?
2: Um, I mean, it it is not too uncommon for people to have that, and that that needs to be addressed. You know, prior to because one of the main reasons is not only is it not healthy, but the surgeries that we do reduce the size of the stomach to an extent that. People cannot binge eat uh, because when you reduce that size, the, the stomach, it restricts how much that individual can put in at a time. And over, over the long term, those things need to be addressed.
1: So. Here's a, another text from a listener. This person's asking, how much time do you spend with the patient after the operation? Uh, and, and how much uh, for somebody who needs to lose about 100 pounds, how much time should I expect?
2: As far as one of the things that I think is very important that sometimes is overlooked, and I think it was overlooked in the past, but follow-up appointments are crucial to the individual being successful long-term. And we follow folks for at least five years. We see folks two weeks after surgery, two months, six months, one year, 18 months, two years, and then three years, four years, five years. If folks want to keep coming back, which... I welcome them to, to keep coming back. Folks can come to see us as much and as often as they want to. But I think that is crucial as far as the follow-up goes in order to stay engaged. Um, I, I tell my patients, you know, I want you to come back. You're not accountable to me. You're accountable to yourself, but also you're accountable to the scale in our office. And sometimes we need that accountability in order to have that long-term success.
1: You hear so much about groups interacting with each other, giving each other strength. Are there groups of people who have gone through this surgery who meet on a regular basis?
2: We have, and and I think I would put our support group network up against anybody's program in the country. We have excellent support groups, but people have to engage in those. And we welcome people to engage in those. We have support groups for people that it's a welcome support group, people that are getting into the program. We have uh, support group meetings for people that are a year or more out that might have different uh, things to discuss than people that are just getting into it. We also have support groups for people getting back on track. People like the, the, the previous caller, you know, was saying that she had gained her weight back. Well, the game is not over. I'm a firm believer that the game is never over. Now, the bad thing is the game is never over. We have to keep maintaining what we're doing. But the good news is there's always an opportunity to, for folks to you know, get back on track. But just, um, you know, we, we have to engage in order to be able to do that and not be afraid to do that because it's not, you know, sometimes people won't come back to see us because they're ashamed. Well, they need to leave those uh, emotions at the door because we're all on the same team and we all want the same thing. We're not judging anyone. We're here to help folks get to where they want to be.
1: Here's another question from a listener. and I I think they pretty well hit it. Uh, They said, uh, I'm a senior citizen. I have Medicare. I also have Humana for my whole uh, donut hole. What should I expect to pay out of pocket. She said, uh, what, what you charge totally doesn't really matter. It's how much will I have to pay?
2: A lot of that really depends upon each individual insurance policy. You know, everyone has, you know, some people don't have to pay anything, but depending on what their deductible is, depending on what their coverage level is, that is something that our bariatric center can answer for. That they can look at the insurance and see exactly what your out-of-pocket costs will be.
1: So this person needs to, if they're serious about doing this, they need to set up that initial meeting, and in that meeting, would somebody tell them the figure?
2: Yeah, the bariatric surgery, will, uh, the bariatric center will will be able to to look at that. the The main thing is. That, and that is one of the reasons why the bariatric center is the gateway, because folks don't want to go down this trail and then realize, well, I don't have bariatric coverage. I'm going to be out of pocket a lot of money. And, you know, and so getting that situated up front, uh, I think, is key. And uh, they'll be able to look at that individual's policy and look at how much their deductible is and how much their out-of-pocket cost will be.
1: Now, are you usually finding that people are having to break a mental habit that maybe they're eating too much or the wrong food, or do they have a physical problem that uh, their body just doesn't uh, burn up the, the calories as well as somebody else's?
2: Well, I, I, I think it's a combination. And and I tell folks that there's the, the physical part there's the physical part of this and then there's a the mental part. Now the physical part as far as Uh, treatment goes with the surgery, you're over that pretty quickly. You know, typically people go home the next day, usually within a week or two, they've recovered from the surgery. But what you're left with is the mental part. And I think the mental preparation even before the surgery is key to long-term success. And we keep talking about long-term success, but we have to set ourselves up to be successful long-term. And I think that, uh, you know, the individual has to their own mind has to settle that this is something that they need to do and they have to be committed long term. And I, if someone is not ready for a surgery and their their mind is not bought into it, you can't do it for somebody else. You have to do it for yourself. And so if they if they have not bought into that, then they're decreasing the chances of their long term success. So, so you're
1: basically saying they have to break a habit that they've taken a lifetime to create.
2: And, and that's exactly right. And, that, and that, that is the difficulty because we come with a lifetime of habits. And so breaking those habits is very difficult. I recommend to folks, after they see our dietitian and, and she, gives out, uh, she gives them a good dietary plan and sort of how to look at things and how many carbs and t- to take in and how much protein to come in, sort of tackle it a little at a time. You know, I think sometimes we look at things and say, okay, tomorrow I'm changing everything. Well, some people can succeed by doing that, but I think most of us, you know, just a little at a time kind of chipping away at it and because these are habits that we're going to need for the rest of our lives. And so we're not on anybody else's uh, time schedule. We're on our own time schedule. And so with the loss of the weight over time, that's all that cares. that's all that matters.
1: Stay with us. Dr. Stephen Rich is our guest. He's from the bariatrics team at Ascension St. Thomas Rutherford Hospital. And he's talking about something that will change your life in a positive way today. If you've had a weight problem, boy, he has a solution. And if you have any final questions, we only have about 10 minutes left. Don't be thinking I have a question, but I, I, I think I'll wait and see if somebody else asks it. Don't do that. This is your chance. We only have 10 minutes left.
0: Broadcasting to every nook and cranny of Rutherford County's 618 square miles. (laughs) FM 100.5, 101.9, and AM 1450.
2: Tire World's annual at-cost tire sale is back. Now through Saturday, we will be selling all tire brands with no markup. In addition, there will also be manufacturer rebates on brands such as Michelin, Cooper, and General as well. With these rebates, you're now getting tires less than cost. This is the biggest sale we have, so if you know you need tires, this is the time to do it. Call Tire World today. You will not want to miss this one-week-only tire sale.
1: Shopping for your DIY projects, odds are at the Habitat Restore.
2: We got it. If you have a painting project going on, we have plenty of paint supplies. Come see us here at the Habitat Restore. Find it at the Restore. If you need batteries, come to the Restore. We got it at the Habitat Restore.
0: 850 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard in Murfreesboro. Remember, we got it today
1: at the Habitat Restore, but it may be gone tomorrow. We got it, yeah. Don't let concerns about today's events derail your long-term
0: financial strategy. Hi, I'm Edward Jones Financial Advisor Lee Colvin, and I'm here to help. We can work together to understand the impact of these events and make sure that your goals are
1: top of mind. While you can't control market volatility, we'll help focus on what you can control. We can connect in several virtual ways. Start by giving me a call
0: at 615-907-7056. Edward Jones, member SIPC. We'll see a blend of clouds and sunshine developing for this afternoon with highs into the upper 40s dropping well below that freezing mark for tonight clear low of 20. i'm meteorologist michael carron news radio wgns currently 33. hi this is jenny at ryan flowers coffee and gifts we are offering some new services personalized bears this two-year-old boy has just lost his dad so we put some writing on it This is daddy loves you and has a picture of him holding his little boy, and it's on the bear. Little boy can hold that bear with his dad, and for moments like this, this is why I'm doing this. Ryan Flowers Coffee and Gifts, 117 South Academy, just a couple blocks off the square. Broadcasting from the tallest tower in the city with that little red light on top. FM 100.5, FM 101.9, and AM 1450.
1: Hey, welcome back. to The final segment of our broadcast this morning, your chance to talk to the doctor about losing that weight that you've been talking about for years. Let this be the time that you actually do something about that. And visiting with us this morning from Ascension St. Thomas Rutherford Hospital's bariatric team, Dr. Stephen Rich. Our phone number, once again, 615-893-1450, 615-893-1450. Again, this is the final segment. So if you have a question, text it in quickly. Uh, probably text would be the best way to do this this morning. Uh, otherwise, we uh, you know, might not have any time uh, for a long question. 615-893-1450 and uh, this person is uh, asking uh, about, they said that we've, they've had problems with their heart for a good while, they've had uh, surgery, uh, for uh, bypass surgery, but they've not had a heart attack and they're, they're wondering if this is going, if they had this surgery, the bariatric surgery, they're wondering would they actually notice an improvement in their health, would they feel better? And they said they're about 75 pounds overweight.
2: That—that That is one comment that people make frequently. They'll come in six months, year down the road, and they've had good weight loss, and that is one thing that they will say, I had no idea I could feel this much better. They said, I could imagine it, but I until I experienced it, I had no idea how much better uh, I could feel. You know, I we we get some uh, referrals from cardiologists. People that are, you know, having difficulty with heart failure, uh, issues with the heart. These surgeries. I don't profess that these surgeries cure everything, but they can make a lot of things a lot better. And it, you know, if if you're healthier, then you're typically going to feel better.
1: You know, you were talking about feeling better. That person said they were 75 pounds overweight. Have you ever? gone to exercise and picked up a 75 pound barbell, that's something you would be carrying with you everywhere you go. So if you didn't have to carry that, would you feel better?
2: every time you put your foot on the floor when you get out of bed in the morning until you lay down at night you're carrying that around i've had some patients that lost 150 pounds in a year Hundred i had one gentleman he was 34 years old he lost 172 pounds in a year and i asked him that question can you imagine strapping 172 pounds to your back right now and carrying that around all day and um, naturally you would think hey if I'm not having to carry around a, a a grown man on my back every day, then I would feel better.
1: Now, if you go through this bariatric surgery and you've been obese all of your life, will this increase your chances of living longer?
2: It has been demonstrated. The answer is yes. But uh, bariatric surgeries have been shown to, to increase people's lifespan by about 10 years on average. Now, there are some people that would be more than, than that if they have bad diabetes and, or, or high blood pressure, but these, these surgeries have demonstrated extension of folks' lives and it's quality years. It's not just extending the number of years you have on this earth, but they're quality years.
1: This person says, I have the uh, introductory diabetes and uh, my doctor said I need to lose some weight and avoid that, uh, will this help me avoid it? And will I live a productive life after that?
2: Certainly, I mean, that, that is one of the things that the surgeries that we offer, the surgery itself has a positive effect on diabetes. And, uh, you know, the, the sooner individuals get surgery before their diabetes progresses, where they're on high levels of insulin, the surgeries can still help those those folks. But uh, those folks that are sort of tipping towards diabetes, they're the ones that will probably benefit most because their body has not undergone any of the negative changes as a result of the, the uh, impact of diabetes.
1: Dr. Rich, we have about a minute left in our broadcast this morning. Before we leave, what do people who are interested in learning more about the bariatric surgery at Ascension St. Thomas Rutherford Hospital. What do they need to do?
2: Well, I think the first thing is you go on the website and then uh, our seminar is on the Ascension St. Thomas website under bariatrics or weight loss and uh and view the seminar it's an online seminar and the price is right because it's absolutely free and there's no obligation as a result of looking at the seminar and i encourage folks to learn as much as they can about weight loss surgery because weight loss surgery is not for everyone surgery is not for everyone but uh you know you know maybe i'm biased but i've seen it day after day after day and year after year and it can be utilized by individuals in order to absolutely change their lives forever.
1: So if a person is wanting to take a vacation, a cruise or something later in the summer or early fall, would they be through with the surgery by then where they have that 100-pound load off of them and they can walk long distances or longer distances without any problems.
2: Now, you know, it is a process and, uh, but you know, everyone loses weight at a little bit different pace, but they, they can position themselves over time to, to be able to ha- have lost the weight that they wanna lose.
1: Our guest this morning, Dr. Stephen Rich from Ascension St. Thomas Rutherford Hospital.